Galatians 4. And actually, if you'll back up a little bit, our, our text is going to be in Galatians 4, but if you'll back up into chapter number 3 a little bit, I want to begin reading there, if we could. Galatians 3. And let's begin reading. I want to bring you a message tonight entitled, Right on Time. Right on Time. Galatians chapter number 3. Let's begin reading in verse number 25. The Bible says, But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. That's what the law is. It's a schoolmaster. He says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many, excuse me, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Chapter number four. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, excuse me, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. And then verse number four, verses four through seven will be our text tonight. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman. By the way, that's a reference to Genesis 3.15. After Eve fell, after Adam and Eve fell, there's a prophecy right there in Genesis 3.15 that there would be one who would be born, the Messiah, that would come and that would crush the serpent, and I believe that's a reference right here in verse number 4. He says, made of a woman, made under the law. Again, he came to fulfill the law in its entirety. Verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Now that word Abba was a word that could not be used by a slave. It could only be used by a son. And he says, now you cry in your hearts, the spirit of his son into your, your hearts crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And so not tonight, I want us to see this thought right on time. Most Americans have either an absolute love or an absolute hate for the company that we know as Amazon. How many of you hate Amazon? Okay, I'm I'm good with that. How many of you love Amazon? And the rest of you are lukewarm. And that's a whole bunch of you. Here's the thing though, but none of us can deny that they have figured out how to ship packages and get them to you quickly. Now, whether we agree with how they do it or not, we can argue about that all day long. But can I submit to you tonight, and I'm not trying to be irreverent at all, and I'll, I'll tell you up front, I order stuff from Amazon. And you can hate me for that, and that's okay. But God promised to deliver a package... That was no ordinary package. And he promised to deliver that package right on time. Amazon promises that they'll have it to you in two days, and most of the time they will. But sometimes they don't. 
And if it's not going to be there in two days, normally what they will tell you, they will tell you arriving by 10 o'clock tomorrow night. When I ever get that message, I know it's not going to be here at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Because at about 8 or 9 that night, they're going to send you another message and they're going to say, your package has been delayed, but it will be there as soon as possible. But can I tell you tonight that God is always right on time. And the package that He promised to deliver was no ordinary package. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter number 7 and verse number 14, the Bible says, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call His name Emmanuel. In Isaiah chapter 9, in verse number 6, the Bible says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, verse 7 says, And peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. And tonight I want us to see here in Galatians chapter number 4, I want to give you some truths that we find here in these four verses regarding this subject right on time. Number one tonight, I want us to see the anticipation of the arrival. We've already looked at this. We're not going to go back and read the verses tonight for sake of time. But the anticipation of the arrival. Brother Dallas mentioned it this morning. We spoke about it Wednesday night. We spoke about the man Simeon on Wednesday night. And in Luke chapter number 2, beginning in verse number 25, it begins to speak of this man Simeon. The Bible says he was a just and devout man. The Bible says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the Messiah to come. And number one tonight, the anticipation of the arrival. One thing I, I, I believe COVID has done, and it has caused us to order things a lot more online than maybe we used to. Probably many don't shop as much as they used to. They order it online. And when you order something online, there is an, an anticipation of the arrival, isn't it? Especially if you need it. Hey, by, by, if, if it's just ink for my printer... I'm anticipating the arrival because I need it. We'll say, it's just ink. And yes, it is. It's just ink. It's just paper. It's just whatever. But we anticipate the arrival because we've ordered it. We've paid for it. We have been promised a date when it's going to arrive. And we anticipate it. Listen, God had promised that Christ, the Messiah, would be born. And by the way, He had given the time frame. We'll go back and see that. By the way, go ahead and turn there. Turn to Matthew chapter 1. Turn to Matthew chapter number 1. He had given the time frame. Let me go ahead and give you number 2. Number 1, the anticipation of the arrival. The man, Simeon, he was anticipating the arrival of Christ. By the way, I believe uh, Miss Pam mentioned Anna tonight. I believe that uh, Anna the prophetess was anticipating the arrival of Christ. The Bible says there in Luke chapter number 2 that, that, that she came in the temple when Simeon is holding the baby Jesus and, and she's thanking the Lord. And by the way, she doesn't stop there. She goes out and she tells others, those who are looking for the redemption in Israel, the Bible says she goes and she tells them about the one that she saw. She had been anticipating the arrival. But number two, we see the faithfulness of the fulfillment. Number one, we see the anticipation of the arrival. But number two, we see the faithfulness of the fulfillment. 
And by the way, that's Galatians chapter number 4. But when the fullness of the time was come. I had you turn to Matthew chapter number 1. Notice with me if you would, verse number 17. The Bible says, So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. God had promised them when the Messiah was coming. Three sets of 14 generations God had promised. And right on time, at the exact click of the clock, the Lord Jesus Christ was sent. The Lord Jesus Christ was born. The Lord Jesus Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary. And right when He was supposed to be born, He was born. Look, look if you would, at Luke chapter number 2. This is, of course, the, the passage we always go to at Christmas. But Luke chapter number 2. Nothing in this world, no ruler... No circumstance, nothing can detour God's time. And by the way, many times He uses men who would have never on their own allowed God to use them, but He still uses them. In Luke chapter number 2, the Bible says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. You see, Mary and Joseph, we talk about the faithfulness of the fulfillment. Not, Not only was the timing perfect, but the place was perfect too. Where where was Christ supposed to be born? In Bethlehem. Micah chapter number 5 tells us that. Uh, the, the, The perfect timing, the perfect place, the perfect fulfillment. Jesus Christ came and fulfilled everything that God had, had promised and prophesied. And in Luke chapter number 2, look, look he, He's taxing us and we have to go to this place to register and to pay taxes. And how, how is this going to work out? Well, it's going to work out perfectly because God's taking them to Bethlehem and God has a perfect time when the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be born. The fullness of the time. Number one, the anticipa- me, anticipation of the arrival. Number two, the faithfulness of the fulfillment. Perfect time, perfect address, perfect fulfillment. We always have a conundrum with where we live about getting packages. Because the house, the home address is Woodville Road. And the church address is Forkadeer Road. And when you put in 52 Woodville Road, Ripley, Tennessee, actually it comes up 52 Curve Woodville Road, which is about six miles down the road. That's what it always comes up. Now, it doesn't happen as much now as it used to, but it used to, especially, and and by the way, if any of you are employees of this company, I'm not making a jab at you tonight, but FedEx has a real problem finding where we live. (laughs) UPS is perfect. Brother Jackie may not think so, but UPS, they, they always get our packages here. And so when I order something, if it says UPS, I'm like, it's getting here. And it's getting here on time. If it's FedEx, maybe, but probably not. Because they're going to take it down the road. They're going to take it to our neighbor. They're going to take it, and they took it recently to Five Mile Lane to some of y'all's neighbors. And the guy, he brought it, and he, he came to the door, and he said, I think this is yours. And I was like, yeah, it is. He said, I don't need it. Here it is. That was FedEx. But can I tell you tonight that God Almighty is always right on time. He always gets to the right address, the right time, and He has a perfect fulfillment.
Number one tonight, the anticipation of the arrival. Number two, the faithfulness of the fulfillment. Let me give you number three. Number three, we see the contents of the container. The contents of the container, whether it's a box, whether it's a tube, whatever the container may be, the contents of the container. Look back at Galatians chapter number 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Notice verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. The content of the container. Listen, when I, when I get a package in... And especially this time of year, because I know what I've ordered and I know when it's supposed to come in. And especially if nobody else is supposed to see it, I'm going to grab it and I'm going to open it up and I'm going to look at the contents inside, right? And I'm not going to look at them around the kids. I'm not going to look at them around Beverly. I'm, I'm going to look at the contents of the container. And hopefully it's going to be what you ordered, Right. What were the contents of the container? What were the contents of the package that God Almighty delivered in Bethlehem 2,000 plus years ago? He had promised that it would be delivered. What did He deliver? We would say, well, the package was the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that was true. But the Bible tells us in Romans chapter number 6, verse 23, it says, For the wage of sin is death, but the gift, we always say the gift is Christ, and it is. But the Bible says in Romans 6, 23 that the gift is what? eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What were the contents of the container? Well, threefold. The contents of the container were salvation. We could say, well, all of these are the same, Pastor, and they are redemption and adoption. That was the contents of the container, salvation. He said that Jesus Christ, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son. Born under a woman, born under the law. And then in verse number 5, why did He come? To redeem those who are under the law. He didn't just come so we could celebrate Christmas, although, although that's wonderful and that's great. He came to redeem. What were the contents of the container? Salvation, redemption, and adoption. Salvation, God giving me or God saving me from that which I deserve. I deserve hell for the wages of sin is death, separation from God forever in the lake of fire. That's what I deserve. But God came, Christ came to save me from what I deserve. His grace gives me that which I don't deserve and gives me salvation. The contents of that container, redemption. He redeemed me from the slave market of sin. He bought me back. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was the the purchase price that bought me from sin, from the slave market of sin. He redeemed me from that slavery, from that bondage and adoption. And by the way, let me say this tonight. We, we, We sometimes, we get that doctrine of adoption, we get it wrong. And we think that we're some kind of redheaded stepchild and we're not. The Bible says in John chapter number 3, ye must... Be born again. I am born into the family of God. I'm not just some tack on. I'm not just some. Now, I know the Bible says we're grafted in in the book of Romans. I understand all that. I understand the theology and the doctrine behind all that. But we are born into the family of God. And we're, we're, we're sons by blood. 
by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, the anticipation of the arrival. Number two, the faithfulness of the fulfillment. But when the fullness of time was come. Number three, the contents of the container. Redemption, salvation, adoption. Most of you this past week or over the past few weeks, y'all receive packages all the time, don't you? With your shop, with your graphic expression, you, you receive packages all the time. My, my, my brother was talking, I was listening to my brother, one of his messages this week, and, and he, he works at uh, the Nissan factory there in Smyrna. He doesn't work for Nissan, he works for a supplier. They supply parts for Nissan, and, and uh, he was talking this, he was just giving an example, or he was giving a, a story about when he first started working there, and and one of the guys in the tool crib there, they supply the tool crib there at Nissan, and, and he needed a fan. And the fan was just a little bitty part of the whole part. And so my brother went in and was talking with this guy, and the guy wouldn't even talk to him. Matter of fact, he said, the guy cussed me. He said, because he told him, he said, look, I just need this little fan, but I know what y'all are going to do. Y'all are not going to sell me just this little fan. Y'all are going to sell me this whole part that costs $1,500. And all I need is the fan. He said, so I, I'm not even going to order it. It'll sit there before I order it from y'all because it's going to cost me $1,500 for this entire part and all I need is that little fan on that part. My brother said, okay. He said, you give me 30 minutes and I'll be back. He said, I took that little fan, I went back and I, I washed it off and I found the supplier, found the part number and I called him and I said, hey, can I order this part by itself? And she was like, yeah, $12.50. And uh, he said, okay, he said, I want that part and he said, I want it overnight, I want it here in the morning. So he said, I went back to that tool crib and uh, I told the guy, I said, how does $12.50 sound? And he said, he cussed me some more and he said, you're, you're, you're just a liar. He said, I'll believe it when I see it. He said, okay. He said, so, he said, the next morning, he said, we get in like 400 packages a day. He said, but the next morning, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for FedEx to come. Uh, FedEx, there's your problem. But I'm waiting for FedEx to come, and it's just a little bitty box. And he said, I'm going through all these boxes. I'm looking for this little bitty box. And he said, there it was. And he said, I, he said, I didn't even open it up. I just took this little box. I went down to the tool crib, and I said, here it is, $12.50. Hey, and he, the guy was like, he said something else. And he said, okay, let's open it. He opened it up, pulled it out. It was the exact fan. All the guy had to do was to put it on. He said, $12.50. He said, even better than that, he said, it's free. He said, you don't have to pay us for this one at all. He said, it's free. Now, his point in his message was giving people mercy. And he gave the guy some mercy. And from there on, from, the, from that time on, he said, matter of fact, after this guy retired, he said, I saw him in, in Walmart in Smyrna one day or in Murfreesboro one day, and he ran across Walmart to see me. He said, that's what happens when you give people mercy. He said, this guy, now, he did say that. He said, the good thing is he didn't take God's name in vain. He said, because if he had taken God's name in vain, we would have had a different problem. But he never did. He said, so I gave him mercy. But you know what my brother was doing? My brother was looking for a package. The anticipation of the arrival. The faithfulness of the fulfillment. The contents of the container. But number four, and this is what I want to end on. Number four. The pleasure from the package. You see, the contents are redemption. Salvation. Salvation. Adoption. Those are the contents. And by the way, th that's enough, right? 
But don't these contents bring great pleasure? Hey, tomorrow morning, or maybe, maybe some of you, how many of you have already opened all your gifts? Be honest. Is it his fault or your fault? Combination? Two peas in a pod? Yeah. Some of y'all have some gifts wrapped right now. And you're so excited for the person you're giving it to to open. Because you know the excitement. You know the content of the container. And that's good. Because you paid for it. But you know the excitement and the pleasure and the joy that's going to come on that individual's face when not only they receive it, but they get to use it, they get to wear it, whatever the gift is. They're going to get pleasure and excitement. from. Look at verses 6 and 7, would you? Galatians chapter number 4. Because look, salvation, redemption, adoption, that's what we needed, right? Yes. But look. Now, we we get all of those. But look what that does for us in verses 6 and 7. And because ye are sons, because there was salvation and redemption and adoption in the package, your sons. What does that mean? And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Can I give you three pleasures from the package tonight? Let me give you three pleasures from the package tonight. The first pleasure is the position of a son. Somebody gave us this, got it even today. It's an ornament that has the name Smart on it. I'm thankful for that name. I'm not ashamed of that name. I'm very thankful for it. I'm thankful for what it means to me. I'm thankful for a dad and a granddad and a great-granddad and even several more generations back who gave me a great heritage. Now, I'm not saved tonight, and I don't stand here tonight because of who my dad was. I stand here tonight because of the Lord Jesus Christ, but I say I'm thankful for the name. You may not be thankful for your name tonight. I understand there are people who uh, their parents have sullied their name and they may or may not be, they, they may be ashamed of it. But even the greater name that every single one of us have tonight is the name Christian, is the name child of God. You see, the pleasure from the package, number one, is the position as a son. We have a different position now. I'm not a slave anymore. I'm not a child anymore. I'm a son. I'm, I'm an heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. I have the position as a son. I have position. By the way, I, I, put, I put something else in there too. I, I put some keys. Because you know what that position gives me? It gives me access. It gives me access. My children can go places other people can't because they're my children. They have access, and I don't mean that, please don't misunderstand, anybody has access to my office. But they can go in my office anytime. 
and it's okay. Why? Because they're my children. They, they have access. And as a son and as a child of God, Hebrews 4 tells me that I have access to the throne of God anytime, anywhere. So number one, the position of a son. Number two, the presence of the Spirit. What is the pleasure that we get from the package, from salvation and redemption and adoption? Number one, the position. I'm a son. Number two, the presence of the Spirit. And I'd even say this, the power of the Spirit. But the presence of the Spirit. What does the Bible say the Spirit is? It's the comforter. I love these things. Don't you? Especially when they come out of the dryer. It's the pleasure of the package. You see, the content is one thing. But the pleasure is getting to use it. The pleasure is getting to benefit from it. And because of the Lord Jesus Christ, because in the fullness of the time God sent forth His Son, He came and He was born. And because of that, now I have a position as a son. Because He gave me salvation, He gave me redemption, He gave me adoption. I have the position of a son. I have the presence of the Spirit, who the Bible says is our great comforter. And by the way, when no person, when no other person can help, and no other person, human being, can give comfort, the presence of the Holy Spirit can. Let me give you the last one. The prosperity of the Savior. The position of a son. The presence and power of the Spirit. And the prosperity of the Savior. Now, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> any of you ever get wallets for Christmas? Sometimes it's good. Yeah, wallet. And sometimes it's like, well, that's the fourth one I've got this year. So I'm good for like 10 years. I don't mean to fix our attention upon financial things tonight when I say prosperity because that's not really what I want us to fix our attention upon. But in verse number 7, he says, Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then what? Then an heir of God. The Bible says we are joint heirs. With the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, then an heir of God through Christ. The pleasure from the package, the position, I'm a son. The presence of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit. And the prosperity of the Savior. We say it all the time and I'll say it again tonight. Jesus Christ didn't save us just so we could miss hell. He didn't save us just so uh, we, we could raise our hands when the pastor asked, uh, do you know that you're saved? He didn't save us just for that. He saved us to live the abundant Christian life. He saved us and he, the Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse number 12, that we are His workmanship created unto good works. He saved us for a purpose. And He saved us to be prosperous in the Christian life. And I'm not talking about finances tonight, okay? I'm not preaching health and wealth tonight, okay? But He did save us to be prosperous in the Christian life. God did not save me so that I could flounder in my Christian life. He didn't. He didn't save me so that 10 years later, I'm 10 years old as a Christian, or 20 years old as a Christian, or 30 years old as a Christian, and I've still yet to grow 
And I've still yet to see any success or any income or any prosperity in my Christian life. No, the Bible says I'm an heir. And I understand what that means. But he says I'm an heir of God through Christ. You know what that means? We we mentioned the, the word access. That means I have access to my Father who is the Creator of all the universe. It means I have access to my Father who owns every dollar in every bank in all the world. And by the way, He owns much more than that. He owns it all. I'm an heir of God through who? What's the last word there? Through Christ. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son. God's always right on time. I hope you got all the packages that you ordered because it's too late now, isn't it? If you didn't get it, you just have to take a picture and wrap the picture. And I say that from experience. Not this year, but in years past. God's never late. By the way, God's never early. God's always right on time. And so, let's refresh our minds. What do we do while we're waiting? We live and we trust and we serve. That's what Simeon did in Luke chapter 2, verse 25. We live justly, devoutly, spiritually. We trust. The Holy Spirit told Simeon, you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. And then we serve. Simeon said, behold, God, here's your servant. I'm ready to go now. Right on time. I challenge us tonight. Let's take pleasure in the package. Take pleasure in the fact that you're a son or a daughter. Take pleasure in the fact that you have the presence of the Spirit. And take pleasure in the fact that you have the prosperity of the Savior You're an heir because of Him. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ, the Scriptures say. You're going to open some packages tomorrow. Boy, you're... you're, (laughs) I hope, for the most part, you're going to be excited. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you're going to be excited. Be thankful for what Brother Dallas talked about this morning. But then take pleasure in it. But a billion, trillion times more. God Almighty has given us and delivered us a package. It's called the Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us salvation, redemption, adoption. It would be tragic if we didn't take pleasure in that. It would be tragic if we never got excited about that. It would be tragic if we were never joyful about that gift, about that package. God help us tonight. Amen. Let's stand to our feet with heads bowed and eyes closed. I'm going to ask Paige to come to the piano tonight. You, you, you may need to take a moment tonight. I don't know. I don't know hearts tonight, but I never not want to give us opportunity. Holy Spirit may have worked in your heart tonight, and maybe you need to 
just bend the knee and just be thankful or maybe even ask the Lord, Lord, help me to be, help me to delight and take pleasure in the contents of the container. The salvation that you have provided, the redemption, the adoption. Lord, help me to take pleasure and take delight in that. Father, help us in these next few moments. Lord, if we need to come and pray, I pray that we would move. I pray that you'd move in our hearts. Father, we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. The piano is playing. If you need to come, if you need to kneel right where you're at, or if you need to come, maybe you're here tonight and you would say, Pastor, I, I've, never, I've never received that salvation, that redemption, that adoption. I don't know tonight that I'm saved. I don't know tonight if death were to take me tonight. and With everything being equal, that's probably not going to happen. But I, I don't have confidence tonight if death were to take me that I would go to heaven. I don't know that tonight. If you don't know that, you need to come. But those of you who do know that tonight, how thankful are you for it tonight? Do you take pleasure in it? Do you take pleasure in the fact that you have the position of a son, of a daughter? Do you take pleasure tonight in the fact that you have the presence of the Spirit? Do you take pleasure tonight in the fact that you have the prosperity of the Savior? gives us success, not, not financial success. He gives us spiritual success. Right on time. I'm a child of the King, the song says. Amen. Let's pray and be dismissed tonight. I'm going to ask Brother Jeff Snow to pray for us. Uh, Merry Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. If you did not get a gift off the table this morning, please do so. There's still a few there. And grab one of those if you did not this morning. And we'll look forward to seeing you Wednesday night at 7. Have a wonderful day tomorrow. Brother Jeff Snow, you dismiss us, please, sir.